Welcome to the Junior Golf Success Podcast, where we bring you the tips and tricks you need to improve your mental game and start shooting lower scores. I'm your host, Rohan Saxena, state champion junior golfer, and this is season one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Junior Golf Success Podcast. We've got an amazing episode for you today. Today's the big day where we teach you how to set quarterly goals. We're going to take all the mental foundations and frameworks we've been teaching you in the previous episodes and finally turn them into real actionable goals that you can start executing on. I know I said episode three would be my favorite of season one, but this one may top it. Today with me, I've got a best-selling author, speaker, real estate developer, physician, and an expert on this topic, Dr. Sunil Saxena. This guy is a goal-setting machine. He has the uncanny ability to take super complex and detailed strategic plans and visions and turn them into simple, actionable goals. Dr. Saxena, how are you doing today? Are you as excited as I am to teach my listeners how to set quarterly goals? Well, Rohan, uh, I'm doing well today, and uh, yes, I'm excited, but you seem really excited about this. Uh, I know this process that we're going to talk about today has helped you quite a bit, so I can understand your excitement. Uh, but yeah, I think this is great. I'm uh, doing well and excited, so let's get this thing uh, rolling. Yeah, let's get started. So first, why quarterly goals instead of yearly or monthly? Yeah, basically, uh, goal setting to me, we, we shouldn't make it too complex because we don't want to spend too much time just on setting the goals. We want to spend more time on working on the goals and accomplishing our goals. So really, there's just two types of goals you need to set. Number one is your big vision or your big goals. Now, these are typically some things that will take you 10 years, 20 years, maybe even longer to accomplish. Those would be things like you know playing on the PGA Tour, playing professional golf, perhaps you know making a lot of money, becoming a billionaire, perhaps becoming a famous stand-up comedian, things like that that are big things to accomplish. These things typically don't change much. You just kind of set them and just keep working towards them. Now, a couple of points on, on these bigger, high-level goals. First thing is that I would try to make them as big as possible. I always encourage people to go big, especially in this area. Jim Collins, a famous author, always talks about something called BHAGs or big, hairy, audacious goals. He goes through in his book why it's so important to make these things big. So, for example, if you set your goal to become a billionaire, you only get halfway to your goal. You still have $500 million. If you set your goal to you know make a million dollars and you only get to a million or you, you even accomplish your goal, you've only got a million dollars. So it's always kind of you know good to go big with these type of goals. The other thing to always understand with these goals is they should scare you a little bit. You know, when you set these goals, you should look at them and go, wow, that's gonna be a big mountain to climb. And if that's the way you feel about them, then you know you've done them right. Now I've set these goals, I've accomplished a lot of these goals, and I can always remember when I first set them, I was always scared. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't as hard as I thought, and I could have maybe even accomplished more. So I think those are some characteristics, but that's one type of goal you should set. Now, the other would be quarterly goals. For your listeners who may not exactly understand what that is, we mean a quarter of a year or one-fourth of a year, so basically three months. And typically here we, we break them out into calendar quarters. So the first quarter would be January 1st through March 31st. Second quarter would be April 1st through June 30th, and 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people always say, well, you should have yearly goals and three-year goals, five-year goals. What are your seven-year goals? They always ask me these kind of questions. I'm like, I don't know. All you need to do here to be successful is have that big high-level vision, those long-term goals, set them, and just don't change those. That's one of the most important things. Don't keep changing that high-level vision because you'll be wasting a lot of time and spinning your wheels. Now, once you have that, essentially just set quarterly goals. What can you do in the next three months to make that big, big high-level vision a reality? Now, you might ask, you know, you or your listeners may ask, well, why quarterly goals? There's something magic about three months. A month is like too short sometimes to accomplish anything or at least to see a change in something. And if you say, well, six-month goals or one-year goals, sometimes that's too long and you need to really kind of measure and, and reanalyze every three months. So for whatever reason, a quarter seems to be that amount of time where it's not too long, but it's definitely enough time where you can accomplish certain things, make a difference, and uh, really move towards your your big goal. That sounds amazing, Dr. Saxena. Picking their long-term goals and sticking to them, then setting quarterly goals. But how and when do you set these quarterly goals? Yeah, another great question. A lot of people get a little bit confused by that. A couple of points on this is number one, is that when a quarter starts, let's say you're you're in quarter number one and you're about to start quarter number two, that would be April 1st, you should definitely have your quarterly goals for that quarter already set and ready to go. Don't wait two weeks into the quarter or certainly 30 days into a quarter to start thinking about your goals and then setting your goals for that quarter because you've already lost a fair amount of time. And remember, a quarter isn't that long. While you know, it's certainly not a day or a week, it, it goes pretty quick. So really what I would tell you is that whatever quarter you're in, as you're going through that, start already thinking about your next quarter goals. Certainly your main focus should be on the current quarter and making sure you accomplish those goals. But in the back of your mind, always think, what can you be doing in the next quarter? And then also, certainly towards the end of that quarter, I would say the last 30 days, certainly the last two weeks, is now when you better really focus and make sure you're starting to write down and set your goals for the next quarter. Because by that time, you'll already have more data. You'll already have almost gone through the quarter. You'll have worked very hard. You'll have see what's working, what's not working, maybe areas that you can either put away for a while or areas that you need to double down and put more effort into. But certainly within those last two weeks of every quarter, now you should really be focusing on the next quarter and starting to set exact goals so that when that new quarter starts, you can just boom, jump into it, and get going on the next quarter. But before we continue... I want to talk to you guys a little bit about my book, It's Between the Ears. Are you underachieving on the golf course or in life? Are you practicing harder than anyone else you know, but still shooting the same disappointing scores in tournaments? Then you need a copy of my book, It's Between the Ears, which outlines the 18-element framework of mental toughness you need to start shooting the scores you're truly capable of. For a limited time, if you want a free copy, visit SunilRohanSaxena.com forward slash book. It's also in the show notes page, which is linked in the episode description. Now let's get back to the episode. Before we start setting these goals, I want to review the last two episodes because this episode is really the third episode in this mini framework of goal setting. Episode three was about making a strategic plan. This is where you start. You start by making a strategic plan to understand exactly what you want, what it takes to get what you want, and then the breakdown of what it takes. Once you've identified the elements of the result you want, 
you do a SWOT analysis, that was episode four, to figure out where you're at and to prioritize. Now that you've made your SWOT analysis, it's time for you to take that and set goals based upon it. If you haven't done that, if you haven't listened to episodes three and four, I'd highly recommend doing that because they precede this episode. To set goals, first we have to understand the strategy for setting goals. That strategy is to set SMART goals. I know it's a bit cliche, but it's what you got to do. Dr. Saxena, what's your definition of a SMART goal? Yeah, another great question, Rohan. Uh, Certainly none of us want dumb goals. I'm sure uh, nobody out there wants that. So might as well set SMART goals. But what do we mean by SMART goals? Well, basically, we use the word SMART here as an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. The uh, S stands for specific, M for measurable, A for attainable, R for reward, and I'll get into what that means, and then T for time frame. So make sure if you're going to set goals, they are SMART goals. And now, why is this so important? Because when you set SMART goals and they're specific, measurable, attainable, your subconscious can get on board with these goals. Remember, your subconscious is very powerful. It's not that smart, but it's very powerful. So if you give it very you know, smart goals that it can easily understand, it's going to help you. It's going to be your friend. It's going to be your ally who can help you and push these goals forward even while you're sleeping, even while you're doing nothing. It's going to be working in the background and somehow pushing you towards these goals. Now, having said that, let's dive into SMART goals and each element in a little bit more detail. The first thing we said is specific. The S stands for specific. And again, I think that's pretty easy to understand. Make sure that your goals are very specific. Again, using your your driver, or sorry, let's, let's use ball speed as an example. If you want to improve your ball speed, make it specific. Here's exactly what I'm going to do to improve that. Number two is make it measurable. So let's go ahead and measure it once a week. If we want to improve our ball speed, let's make sure that we're measuring it at least once a week, if not every practice session, so we, we can analyze the data and make sure that we're trending in the right direction. Number three, which is something very important that a lot of people, I think, mess up, is make it attainable. Now, I know just a little while ago I said, oh, set big goals, set BHAGs, make sure you, you shoot for the stars, all those kind of things. But when we're down in, in the weeds here and setting quarterly goals, we got to make sure they're attainable. So again, with the ball speed example, if you are at 150 right now and you want to get to 180, don't try to, you know, improving at 30 miles an hour in just one quarter, maybe 10 miles an hour in this quarter. And guess what? If you improve 10 miles an hour in every quarter, within three quarters, you're going to be at your goal, which is only three, three-fourths of a year, which is very, very quick to make that kind of progress. Even if it's slower than that, it takes you an entire year to do this. That's still very, very quick progress. So again, number one is specific. Number two is measurable. Number three is attainable. Now, number four is reward. And what do I mean by that? Uh, different people define this differently. But to me, it means make sure these goals are going to change your life or improve the area that you set out to improve significantly. Now, in the example of ball speed, if you can get from 150 to 180, to me, that's significantly going to change your golf game. You're going to be shooting better scores. You're going to be winning tournaments. And that'll lead to you playing higher level golf, whether it's division one or professional golf. So to me, that is a goal that you should be working on versus imagine making a small swing change that makes you look better on video, but only improves your ball speed by like two miles an hour. You can work on it. You can work really hard to make that change. But to me, that's not really going to give you the reward that you want. 
So I think that's a very important thing to understand is that make sure that when you set these SMART goals, your goals are in line with your big goal and you will get the reward out of these goals. Because certainly you're going to be working hard in these things and you need to make sure that the reward is there. Now the last thing, the fifth thing in SMART goals is time frame. Now we already kind of have that with we're saying these are quarterly goals. But even within that, some of the goals may only take you 30 days. Some might take you a little bit longer than a quarter. So just whatever it is, make sure you have a specific time frame. That way you don't get distracted. You get a certain amount of sense of urgency so that you can really focus and say, look, I got to get this done by this time. So that's really it. Those are your SMART goals. All of your goals you set on a quarterly basis should be SMART. They should meet these five criteria. And if you make sure they do, you'll be well on your way to success. Exactly. Just to comment on that last point with time frame, having a specific time frame increases the urgency. And that urgency is what really pushes and motivates every successful person. So now that we understand SMART goals, it's time to actually set goals. In last week's episode, I did a SWOT analysis and identified a strength and a weakness. The strength being driving accuracy and the weakness being driving distance. Now, let's take those areas and set SMART goals for them. So driving accuracy. I hit between 10 and 12 ferries around. This is an amazing strength of mine. My SMART goal was to maintain this 10 to 12 fairways around while I added clubhead speed and ball speed. Is this goal specific? Yes. It's to hit 10 to 12 fairways. Is this measurable? Absolutely. If you track your stats and practice rounds, you'll know how many fairways you hit. Is it attainable? Absolutely. It's just maintenance. It's very achievable. Is there a reward? Absolutely. This is a crucial piece. If I can maintain my accuracy while gaining distance, my driving will get so much better. And the time frame, the time frame is this quarter. Yeah, I, th I think that's a great uh, goal you've set there or the way you've thought about this goal. Uh, in this case, it's a strength. So you want to maintain here at least. You're not looking to improve this right now with this particular goal. Uh, which is great. And, you know, you talk about measurement, which I really like here. You know, there's a lot of apps and different types of technology you can use. It'll help you measure because I know that can be very tedious and people don't want to keep, you know, accurate records of the practice rounds. But I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very important because, you know, you may have a bad day where you only hit five fairways, for example. But what you're looking for is averages. And are you maintaining overall the 10 to 12 fairways per round? Exactly. So now that you understand the goal for a strength, let's do a goal for a weakness. So last episode, the weakness I identified was driving distance. At the time, my clubhead speed was 102 miles an hour, and my ball speed was around 150. The goal, of course, is 180 ball speed and 120 clubhead speed. Obviously, to gain 30 miles an hour ball speed in one quarter is not doable. So I picked the intermediate goal of 110 miles an hour clubhead speed and 160 ball speed. Is this specific? Absolutely. We have a clear starting point of 102 and 150, and we have clear targets, 110 and 160. Is it measurable? Absolutely. You go on a track man, you go on a flight scope, you hit five or 10 balls and there's your measurement. Is it achievable? Absolutely. I set that specific intermediate goal of 110 and 160 so that it was achievable versus 180 and 120, which is not in a quarter. Reward, is there a reward? Absolutely. If you look at strokes gain data, we know that the further we hit it, the more strokes we gain. And the time frame, the time frame is this quarter. Yeah, I think you've done a great job with this as well. Uh, you and your listeners could even think of this as a combined goal because you're talking about overall driving here. So the goal essentially is to maintain the, the strength part, which is the accuracy and consistency, while improving 
your driving distance. So I think you've done a great job of identifying your strengths and weaknesses, identifying a plan to improve, and then making sure they're smart goals here. All right. So now that you've heard us setting goals, before we go, I want to add one more thing, which is that you need to set all three types of goals. Dr. Saxena, what are the three types of goals? Yeah, this is another very important uh, topic with goals that people often, I guess, either misunderstand or completely forget about, is there really are three kind of categories or types of goals. Number one is technical. So what you talked about above would be a technical goal, right? Like, I want to improve my, uh, I think it was ball speed from 150 to 160 this quarter. Uh, That's a technical goal, which is great. Uh, You can also think of, you know, repetition goals or something like that where, hey, I want to go out and work on my driver. I want to do, you know, 100 swings with my driver today. Uh, You may or may not get the speed improvement, but at least you're setting a goal of going out there and doing that. So those all fall under category number one, technical goals. Number two is a little bit harder because they're what we call outcome goals. So you may set your outcome goals winning two tournaments this quarter, but as we know, a lot of things go into that. So I wouldn't be too hard on yourself with your outcome goals. Certainly set them, but if you don't meet them, dig a little deeper and figure out why not, and then throw those into technical goals. You know, for example, you may not have won your tournament because you didn't drive it far enough, uh, and that's something you can go back and throw into technical goals and really work on. So number one is technical goals. Number two is outcome goals. And the number three is what I call mental goals, which are even a little bit harder to track and measure, but I think we should, everyone should always have those. So for example, if you find yourself being very negative on the golf course, and every time you, you hit a bad shot or you get into trouble, you get negative and angry and it affects the rest of your shots, I would really work on trying to change that around and say, look, every time I get into trouble, I'm going to use look at that as an opportunity for improvement. It's not a failure because I hit that bad shot. It's actually an opportunity. It's something I can improve because um, I can figure out how I can get out of trouble and still save a par or a bogey here. And if you get good at that skill, that's something that will definitely improve your scores. In fact, to me, uh, you, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. One of the big differences between the PGA Tour and the next tour down is exactly that thing is that you don't see when the PGA Tour guys get in trouble, they somehow still get a, a par or a bogey out of it. Yet the guys on the next level down are, are putting up triples and quadruples much more frequently. So the mental goals are a little bit harder because you also can't even say, well, I'm absolutely going to improve this this quarter. You can certainly work hard on it. But some of these mental things, uh, depending on who you are, sometimes they can go very quick. And yeah, you're, you're improved within a quarter. But sometimes they can take many quarters, even a couple of years to improve. Uh, just depending on how difficult it is for you in particular. So always have those mental goals. I would always put them at the top of your sheet so you're always thinking about them. But understand that they're a little bit more you know, difficult to pin down exactly. Uh, not that you can't accomplish them, but they're just a little bit more difficult sometimes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Saxena. Any parting thoughts? No, I think you know, just understanding this concept of SMART goals, goal setting, I think understanding the concept of having just really two time frames, the big stuff, the 10, 20 year stuff that doesn't change, and then the short term quarterly goals. Don't get too bogged down in, you know, one year, five year, seven year, whatever people tell you. Just those two things. Make sure your goals are smart and you'll be well on your way to success. Thank you so much, Dr. Saxena. Guys, if you want a free copy of my book, It's Between the Ears, go to SunilRohanSaxena.com forward slash book. You can find it in the show notes page, which is linked in the episode description. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.